Hello, everyone, and thank you for coming to the Dads, Beards, Nerds Prime podcast, episode 75, Anchor's number one nerdy conversational podcast and the podcast where two of us can grow a beard and the other, not so much. My name's Tommy. And I'm George. And I'm he's back, back, everyone. Back, everybody, from, from the dead. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I moved. Um, obviously, you guys can't see we're on Squadcast right now, but uh, yeah, definitely, definitely upgraded the pad, so... Uh, yeah, but it was it's been hell. <laughs> Movie How about sucks. You just give us all your address real quick. <laughs> okay, it's uh <laughs> But yeah, it, it was it was it was pretty nuts. Um pretty stressful with kids too. But oh, I'm bet. back. But I'm and back. Then Got with it. all the whole uh Rona going on and the distance learning that all three of us are really dealing with in one way shape or form. It sucks. Yeah, it's kind of interesting like we all have this like different perspective of this. It's a nightmare. You on one side, me and Anthony Kyle on the parent side, and he's already admitted he does, he has no idea what he's doing. So this should yeah. be this should be a great year for learning. Um, yeah, twenty twenty man, ten yeah. out of ten. And speaking of Anthony, he's not here tonight because he is celebrating his anniversary. So go tweet at him at Dadbod, please. Tell him happy anniversary, and call him a little cream boy for me. <laughs> just, happy just anniversary happy anniversary anthony and <laughs> love you wife. buddy love you guys so let's jump into some housekeeping real quick and then we'll get to what we're playing if you enjoy the podcast please check out our semi-daily news posted monday wednesday and friday and an occasional view posted on saturdays if you'd like to support the podcast other than listening check out our anchor page at anchor.fm slash dadsbeardsnerds where you can donate to us but more about that later George, what are you playing, buddy? Absolutely nothing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I actually, you know what? The other night, it was just random and it happens to me out of the blue. I know you guys know this, but I was just like, I got my PC hooked up. It's time to jump back into some Overwatch. And holy shit. Um, they've added the new character Echo in there. and She's fun. Yeah, a lot of fun to play, too. Like, I jumped in really quick. I was like, oh, wow. Like, the mobility aspect of this hero is incredible. Um Still, uh, still number one with Mercy, so I'm enjoying the hell out of that. Um, gotcha. but it, it's a, it, it, you know, it, Overwatch just still to this day, it just blows my mind how like it got my heart racing. I was just jonesing on that on those matches. I won like five of them in a row too. It was pretty sweet coming back nice. from uh, coming back from being like super rusty. That first match, man, I was like, oh shit. I'm There's terrible. something about Overwatch, man, that like even with long breaks, that if you're going in with your main or mains per category, really, like you really can just pick it up so fast. It's like riding because, a bike. Exactly, because you spend so much time using them. Like, I haven't touched Overwatch in months, but I could boot it up right now, and I guarantee I would wreck shop with Hanzo or Diva. That's right. Yeah. I'm internet. I'm a Hanzo main. Don't at me. Yeah, I've already given him enough grief, grief for that anyway. But, uh, <laughs> But yeah, you know, Diva's got some interesting new uh, stuff going on with her her kit too. I mean, it's just quite quite bizarre to jump back in. Um, huge update too. Like took took forever to install. But then, um, yeah, outside of that, the only other thing I've been well, I'm planning on playing 
maybe after the podcast is uh, some modern warfare with my brother and his wife. So nice. they're on Xbox, but since that you know, cross we, got play. This, we got this sweet crossplay thing going on, exactly. So how about you, Tom? What you been uh, up to? What you been playing? Always on that Destiny grind, man. Even yeah. though the Solstice grind is a bitch, like I gotta get that armor. Uh, it it just looks so nice with the glow of the elements and all that. And then them adding the new stasis element in the fall when Beyond Light comes out. I really just want that like deep, dark, bluish, black like glow to my armor. And I'm like, well, I gotta do this. That's Sucks, something, that's something that De- Destiny always did so well, though, is they, they designed really just cool weapons and armor. It's just oh, like, for sure. Aesthetically. You know, like if they always fucking knocked it out of the yeah. park. That some of the stuff that you had to do to get that stuff on not the other fun. Hand is, not is fun. not fun at all. But here we are. Yeah, but I've also been bouncing back and forth between a bunch of games recently. Uh, still playing UFC four that came out last week. If anyone saw on Twitter, my first career mode, I went forty five and zero as a double champ to the point where they just forced me into retirement. I'm two achievements away from 100%ing that game in a week. That's how much I've been playing it. Nice. Uh, I've been playing a little bit of Darksiders Genesis, the kind of Diablo clone of the Darksiders genre, since they added it to Game Pass. And that's pretty fun. I put I sunk probably two, two and a half hours into it, and it got me kind of itching to play Diablo. So I went back and started Diablo as a uh, necromancer because I haven't played that class yet in Diablo three. I started so that, that just so last night. It's terrible that you went to pl- you played that game and it made you want to go play another game. That's, I mean, I, I mean, mean it's that also in the best kind way of possible. Yeah, I also kind of yeah. I was gonna say it's kind of good and bad. Like I will one hundred percent continue to play Darksiders Genesis. I will beat that game. I love the Darksiders world. And I love the style of those games. But at the same time, I was just really itching to play some Diablo. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to play some Diablo. But also another part of that is like, I got a new TV recently. And I've been trying to see essentially what upscales into 4K with the Xbox One S. That looks like really nice, if that makes any sense. Yeah, so I'm more willing to bounce back and forth. Well, yeah, and then there's like good upscaling and really shitty upscaling. Destiny, really good upscaling. Let, nice. let me just say that. Holy hell, it's gorgeous. Nice, nice. But, yeah, so I've been playing a lot, but in all of those, accomplishing essentially nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Except in UFC where I went hard. Nice. So yeah. that's what we've been playing. Uh even though Anthony's not here, you're about to listen to him for an ad break, everybody. We'll be back with some topics right after this. And we are back from that spicy ad read from Anthony with Anchor. Thanks for listening to that. Give us uh, all that ad revenue, guys. We need <laughs> miss, I miss that guy's voice. <laughs> well, maybe next week we'll have the whole squad back together. I'm sure we will. It's just crazy right now for everybody. It really is. So, first topic. The Xbox Series X dashboard was revealed earlier this week. And it's the exact same 
as the Xbox One dashboard. Now, Microsoft did say that it'll load about 50% faster. Games will boot up probably 30% faster from uh, resuming and all that. So it's going to be more fluid, but it's the exact same thing we're already used to. Now, the reason behind this is Microsoft has been really pushing cross-generation play uh, and smooth transitions. The the point that I want to bring up with this is what are our feelings about this? And do we think that this is the right approach instead of the next console generation coming out and just being like, oh, abandon this hardware and software and just go forward? George? I really like the seamlessness of the system. And I would know because it's actually also on PC. So yeah. Um, it's, it's Windows 10, everybody. Yeah, it's <laughs> to be it's real. Basically, it's a Windows box, you know, and that's fine. It is what it is. You know, people love it. Um, but I do think that the it, it makes sense from a functional perspective that they're actually rolling it out in the way that they are because if they do it like this, they don't have to worry about console generations. For sure. That the generations become irrelevant. It's just what the, the box you have is capable of doing. Yeah, I agree. So and to piggyback off of that a little bit as an Xbox user, not just from like the PC side, it's a super easy transition. Like everyone has the issue of booting up their new box and being like, okay, well, how do I do this? Like even hell, even going from new system updates. Like if you look back on 360. When they went from the Blades to the new Xbox dashboard, everyone was like, what the fuck is this? How do I go to the store? Yeah. Like, even Xbox One had some of those issues at launch because it went from Windows 8 to Windows 10 based and changed and evolved over that. I don't know. My mind was blown with the GameCube menu, man. I mean... That shit was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But yeah, anyway, it, I, again, getting back to my original point, not joking around it. anymore. It, it's, it's got, it's going to be the Xbox architecture. It's going to be the Microsoft, you know, playground essentially. Like, yeah, you know, um, and, and I think it's great, honestly, like, cause again, you know, like I'm able to go cross play with my brother and exactly. it's, it, it's freaking awesome, you know? So, and it's seamless for so, sure. And I think they nailed it. I think they nailed it. Um, yeah, are they going to update it and tweak things down the road? Of course. Yeah. So, but so far, I think it's a great system. I think that it, one, solidifies the, no, you don't have to upgrade day one, which isn't a bad thing, everybody. It's really not. Not at all. Like, you're not leaving your friends behind if you get a new console. And that's one thing that really sucked about previous generations. And... Yeah. Like, as someone who will get the Series X day one, who's going to be playing Destiny 2, that's going to be cross-generation. Like, I don't have to worry about my raid group being on Xbox One while I'm on Xbox Series S. I can squat up with them, I can party up, because everything, at least software-wise, is architecturally the same because of the fact that Microsoft planted this in the Xbox One at the launch that says, hey, instead of just building 
a UI for a console, we're going to base it off of Windows. And I think that was them, hindsight being 2020, that was them future-proofing their UI to say, hey, we can just use this moving forward forever and keep using Windows as a base every time Windows gets a big update, Xbox gets a big update type of thing. And I think that's genius, really. Because look at what happens with computers. They run Windows. If I have a shitty computer, which I do, and George has a great computer, which he does, we're fucking communicating and working together right now. The same thing can now happen with Xbox One and Xbox Series S. And I think that's awesome. Now, we'll get on to our second topic, which, oh my god, I'm so hyped for, George. Ah! (laughs) I know you've been waiting all day to talk about this one. I have been, man. The DC Fandome. Now, let me start off by saying this. Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, Ubisoft, EA, Activision, all of you, Gamescom, E3, everybody running events, Comic-Con, now from the end of goddamn time. Watch DC Fandom. Because that's how you run a fucking event. That shit was so good. I watched that for eight hours, George. Jesus. There were panels I didn't give a shit about. I watched them. Did you know a Sandman series was coming to Netflix? Because I had no clue. I didn't give a fuck. But it's cool. For sure. And the way they showed it. Well, they didn't show anything, but like the way the writer and director and all that talked about it, I'm fucking in. I'm going to watch it day one now. Nice. So, so I'm going to just jump into the recap because there's a lot to talk about. Uh, the first thing, the fandom started with a, with a Wonder Woman 1984 panel. And it showed off a trailer with some new stuff like they finally showed Cheetah's transformation, like her kind of hybrid form, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Because they had really been avoiding that before. It was it was everything you would expect out of a Wonder Woman 1984 trailer. Flashy, beautiful, action-packed, really gave off like the vibe that it was in the 80s. It checked all the boxes for Wonder Woman. Like, if you like the first movie, you're going to like this one type of thing. Also, I mean, the fact that she used the fucking lasso of truth to essentially web sling on some goddamn lightning. That was dope. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to just go ahead and get to the next part of this, which is my favorite thing from this whole event. Gotham Knights. The new game by WB Montreal. George, did you watch the trailer at all? I did not. Okay. So then you're going to be shocked by the first three words I say out of this. I Batman is dead. Gotham is not safe at all. So the four members of the Bat family have to rise up and fill the void. We've got Nightwing, Batgirl, Tim Drake is Robin, and Red Hood. They're fighting Batman's enemies to protect all of Gotham while another threat emerges. The Court of Owls. 
Holy shit, I am hyped. This game is going to have two-player co-op and on like a uh, level system, kind of like Assassin's Creed Origins kind of had that like you've got the level like 1, 2, 10, whatever, and you see their health bar above them. Uh, there's so much more. There was the bat cycles, stealth. Uh, Robin went invisible at one point with a cloaking device. The combat of each character is so unique. And just the vibe of it is so awesome. It's coming out next year. It will be on Xbox One, Series X, PS4, PS5, and PC. There's no talks of crossplay yet. But if we're going to get it, we'll hear about it eventually. Because I, I'm crossing my fingers because this sounds dope. And I'm sure really I, I'm sh- I can only imagine who you're going to be playing as. Oh, bro, you already know. <laughs> you already know. And for everyone out there, let me just say, Nightwing in this trailer is dummy thick. Dummy thick, boys and dummy girls. Dummy thick. Like, Like, let me just say, I appreciated that ass. (laughs) George, I'm going to link you to this trailer after the podcast so you can watch it and all the hype. Yeah. There's two trailers. I had had intentions of watching it, Tommy, I swear. But, like. (laughs) No worries. You just moved. You got a family. Rona, you're busy. I get it. Hi, Dexter. (laughs) So, the next one, like I said, Sandman is coming to Netflix. The plan is for them to take the story that was originally set in the 80s and bring it into modern time. They didn't really show off anything because uh, the COVID pandemic impacted the filming. And all they could really do is just list off a cast and say, hey, this is coming. Don't know when it's coming, but it's coming. Like I said, I didn't give a fuck about it. But it seemed pretty hype. Cool. Now, the Suicide Squad movie. The first of two times I'm going to talk about Suicide Squad. So I got to preface this with the movie. The James, everyone knows the whole James Gunn debacle of got fired from Marvel. Disney scooped, I not Disney, uh, DC scooped him up for the Suicide Squad. And then he's back on Guardians, but Suicide Squad came first. Uh, James Gunn said that this movie is going to be like a gritty war movie with some comedy in there as well. Like, you mix a gritty war movie with, like, Guardians of the Galaxy type of comedy and the cast that I'm about to name off, I'm in. So, we have Margot Robbie, Joel Kinnaman, Jai Courtney, and Viola Davis returning... As Harley Quinn, Rick Flagg, Captain Boomerang, and Amanda Waller, respectively. So, like, those those were kind of the givens. So, let me name off the rest of this gigantic cast for you, George. Idris Elba as Bloodsport. A.K.A. The Man Convicted of Shooting Superman. Damn. John Cena as Peacemaker. Why the what? fuck is John Cena in this movie? Fucking but I'm in. John Cena? Oh my god, dude. This is I like made a, a I made a tweet 
about that, like which I thought was comedy gold. I said, "Who's playing Peacemaker in the Suicide Squad?" I couldn't see him. <laughs> Classic. Peter Capaldi as the Thinker, which, if any DC fans know, this is the second time we've gotten the Thinker in the past couple of years because he was also a DC. I mean, he was also a Flash villain. Hmm. So, if you need to know a little bit about him, watch, watch season five of the Flash. I think. Yeah. Or season four, season four of the Flash. Uh, Pete Davidson, the SNL comedian, is Blackguard. David Dadsmakillian, I butchered that. Rip as Polka Dot Man. Michael Rooker as Savant. Huh. Nathan Fillion is TDK. Uh, Danella Meliquire as Ratcatcher 2. As in, apparently there was a first one. I don't know. That's used to me. Steve Agee as King Shark. So it looks like King Shark's going to be replacing Killer Croc as the, like, big, like, mutant-type like, yeah. badass in Suicide Squad. Sean Gunn as Weasel. Oh. Flua Borg as the Javelin. And Mei Ling Un? I butchered that last name. It's just NG. I don't know how to pronounce it. As yeah. Mongal. Hmm. So it is a huge cast, as I just listed off. And what they showed off was. Really, a lot of Harley Quinn, as always, because one, well, yeah, it's Harley Quinn and it's Margot Robbie. Come on, yeah, but she's also the most popular character, and Hands down, yeah, I mean, she got her own movie, but they showed off a good bit of the other characters as well. Like, it wasn't a full blown trailer, it was like a kind of behind the scenes of like filming and stuff like that. Honestly, most of what we saw was James Gunn directing the movie. And that was pretty cool as like an insight because we don't really see stuff like that too much anymore for movies. It's like, boom, big blockbuster trailer to build the hype. This one was like a little step back. Be like, hey, you're going to get this. Here's some little like sneak peeks of the action. But here's us actually making it. And it, it was pretty cool. Like. I think that sold me actually more than if I'd got like a super like big blockbuster of a trailer because of how big the cast is. It would have been hard to kind of push everything into like a hype direction, if that makes any sense. For sure. So the next panel was one that I really thought was the most important panel of the whole fandom and it has nothing to do with an announcement of anything. DC held a panel called females of color in the DC universe. It showed off and gave a spotlight to all of, or most of the women 
in, well, specifically, uh, black women, or and there was also one Asian woman and one Muslim American woman in this panel talking about the diversity of DC and how important it is and how important DC is like handling it. Like one thing that she mentioned, let me look up her name real quick because she was from, she's from legends of tomorrow. She mentioned that as soon as they hired her on set, they also hired a Muslim American writer to write her character. Tala Ash playing Zari. That is uh, who I'm talking about. That they were like, okay, this is important that we get this right. And I think in 2020, especially with everything going on in the country, all of the racial discourse, all of the inequality going on in the world, it was so important for DC to put this spotlight on all of these actors and say, Hey, these are important. These moments like this, where you get your chance to shine and you're not necessarily like a traditional brooding Batman guy. Like you have these moments as well. And a lot of that time was spent saying, Hey kids, you will be able to see yourself represented. And I think that is super important. Absolutely. There's really nothing better in my opinion. Like you can show me every, like everything in this fandom all day and I would be hyped, but this, I was impressed. And DC didn't have to do that. Yeah. I was going to say that's not something they even had to do either. No, like they're gonna they're gonna get a lot of praise for it and they're probably gonna get backlash from a lot of fucking racists, but guess what? Fuck the racists. Like, I don't give a fuck. Right. <laughs> like, if you don't I'm I'm gonna put that out there for dads, beards, nerds. If you don't like the fact DC did this panel, stop fucking listening. Just gonna say that. But Can't argue was, with you. <laughs> it was a super important thing to do. And I think that it showed that DC does care about getting it right. They do care about saying, hey, this representation matters. Because they even mentioned in this panel that when the actor was cast to play Starfire, she got a ton of backlash because she was black. And then she was like, fuck it. Like, just, just gonna do it. Just gonna, like, that what she was doing was more important than the backlash she was getting. And she's right. Like, yeah, yeah Starfire in the comics was not a black woman. But guess what? She was fucking alien, everybody. She's not gonna come in being orange as fuck. Like, what do you expect? Mm-hmm. And guess what? It was probably a smart decision because what does like what does a black woman bring to Titans that she looks different than Robin, that she looks different than Raven, that like 
she's still a different character than all of them. And I think that I don't I it's hard to say it because I don't mean it in like a fucked up way because my words will get twisted in this because of the fact that I was like she's different than the rest of them. Like and I don't mean that in a terrible way. I mean that in a way to say, look, she is just as important, but she is important because they need to show that she is different and that that character is different. And that is what matters. I mean, does that sound like I portrayed that well enough? Yeah. To (laughs) not sound fucked up. Yeah. To convey that, 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 uh, how do you yeah it's it's, it's how do you say Frank yeah to show that character's uniqueness and show exactly. a different a unique perspective that was, that was the word I was looking I was for, like hold unique. on I've had a beer I have to think about this but yeah you're you kind of think, walking on eggshells in this conversation but well, it's an important one yeah and it, but it does show that you know you need to take you need to take in somebody else's perspective just as much as your own exactly. And that's what that character's there for, I'm sure. Yeah, 100%. Like, a lot of her portrayal in Titans is that she's not like everyone else. Right. And that's why I constantly use the word different. Not different as in she's different because she's not white. It's different because she's from a different planet. She has a different culture. And she acts differently than the rest of them. So how is the way to portray that? They cast an actor that looks differently. And they did that. And they did it perfectly. So the next panel, before I say something that I mean in all good intentions and put my foot in my mouth and get us canceled, (laughs) is the Snyder Cut of the Justice League. I saw many tweets about this today. Uh, A few of them were probably from me. (laughs) because I'm hyped as everyone well not everyone but as a lot of people know Justice League came out in I think 2017 or 18 yeah I was going to say 2017 off the top of my head uh well Wikipedia is about to know but it was it was uh it was 2017 but the Post-production was plagued with an issue of Zack Snyder's personal life. A tragedy happened in his family. So Avengers director Joss Whedon picked up the baton and was like, okay, I'll finish the movie. Now, what had happened was he just did a bunch of fucking reshoots and changed the whole vibe of the movie, which is also the reason why Henry Cavill's face with a seat where they CGI'd his mustache off is so infamous. Fuck you, Joss Whedon, for that. <laughs> like, George, did you ever watch Justice League? I did not. Okay. It's not a bad movie, but it, it's a fun I, movie. I have heard that sentiment, though. Like, it was just poorly cut and kind of pasted together in, yeah. in, in, in the wrong way. Like, let, let me give you an example. In the theatrical cut of Justice League, what we got was the main villain was Steppenwolf, Darkseid's general. In the main, like in the Snyder cut of Justice League, 
He's not even the main villain. Darkseid is. Steppenwolf is Darkseid's minion that comes to Earth before him and huh. fails. So that would have worked perfectly if Justice League was going to be a two-part movie. But it wasn't. So what they showed in the trailer was, first off, like the first cut they showed was Darkseid. Oh my god, it was hype. Uh, it seems like we're truly getting Zack Snyder's vision of this movie. So different. It seemed a lot darker uh, tonally and color-wise because it was a very dark trailer. Like, turn your brightness up if you're going to watch that trailer. <laughs> um, and the biggest takeaway is it's going to be four hours long, George. Holy shit. Yeah. This is like so, Titanic. So what's going to happen is it's going to release on HBO Max uh, sometime next year, either early or middle of next year is what what uh, Zack Snyder said, that we're going to get it released all at one time in four one-hour episodes or the option to watch it all as like cut as the four-hour length movie. Totally watching it as the four-hour length movie, by the way. Like, <laughs> I will sit there for all four hours and watch that. If I can sit through Endgame and Wolf of Wall Street without having to get up in theaters, I can sit through this. No problem. And I would pay to see this in theaters. But it's not coming to theaters, which means I gotta get an HBO Max subscription. I was gonna say, yeah, good luck going to the theater right now. Uh... I'm not going to lie. There's there's some things you just risk it for. This I would risk it for. That is a joke, everyone. <laughs> that is a joke. I am not going to a movie theater. I am not advocating for going to a movie theater right now. Be safe. Wear a mask. Don't actually listen to me. If you leave the house, wear a mask. Yeah. Like, if you go into, like, a public place with people, just wear a goddamn mask. It's not that hard. Like I said. I'm joking when I said I would go to a movie theater right now. When this comes out in early to mid-2021, you're goddamn right I would go to a movie theater. Hopefully, if things are better. <laughs> I'm going to hope that they're better, so I'm going to say early to mid-2021, I would go to a goddamn movie theater. Here's hoping. Jeez. Right? Like, I'm telling you, man. Once all this is said and done, that's like the first fucking thing I'm doing. I'm going to go to a movie theater, get the biggest thing of popcorn I can get and just sit there. Shit, I might just watch like a day's worth of movies. Movies are <laughs> fucking expensive, but I'll do it. So, the next thing was another movie, Black Adam. While there was no footage of this, we got a lot of art and it was it was actually designed by Jim Lee and Boss Logic in a collaboration, which gave us a lot of backstory of Black Adam with The Rock narrating it, of how Black Adam was a slave, then became a wizard, and fought to free the slaves from a rule. And his way of freeing them isn't necessarily kind or just. It's his way of justice. Lots of murder, everybody. <laughs> Lots of murder. So, 
he was sealed away for 5,000 years. And when he's freed, the Justice Society is coming after him. Of Adam Smasher, Dr. Fate, Hawkman, and Cyclone. Which I think is a killer lineup. Like, you've got a lot of potential with those four. Because Dr. Fate... A lot of people don't really know a lot about Dr. Fate. So, the best way I always say it is the introduction to him. Just play Injustice 2. The way he works in that, it's pretty accurate to Dr. Fate. Then, if you like the character, just read his comics. Who doesn't know Hawkman? Yeah. Adam Smasher... It's really just the Adam, guys. He goes big. Like, that's it. Cyclone makes wind. There's not much to talk about in this other than the fact that this thing has been in pre-production longer than most of these movies ever. <laughs> like, <laughs> this, I'm pretty sure this movie was announced back in, like, 2012, Holy probably. Holy shit, eight years, huh? That's probably an exaggeration, but I think this movie was announced the same time as Batman versus Superman. Wow. Yeah. Um, speaking of announcements, there were two other movie announcements. Shazam! The Fury of the Gods, which, oh my god, that title just sounds amazing. And if I had any guess of what would happen... Uh, spoilers for Shazam in three, two, one. The gods are pissed that Shazam gave his powers to his family as well. Or at least that's what I'm hoping. Makes other sense. Than, other than that, I don't know what it could be because Black Adam is getting his own movie and he is the Shazam villain. I would love it if Black Adam was the villain of the movie, but he's not. And the other movie announcement was Aquaman 2, both set for 2022. Now, I'm going to get into a little bit of a rumor here on Aquaman 2, because I just want to, and I'm running the bitch today, so I'm going to do what I want. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Amber Heard was uh, Mara in Aquaman. Well, everybody knows she's not in the best position right now. The front runner, if her case with Johnny Depp goes south, is Emily Blunt to replace her. Wow. I'd okay. be down with that. Interesting. Be a, li- be a little jarring to have her go from like straight up just like American accent to hella British. Right. But Emily Blunt's amazing. I'm totally down for that. Again, not official, everybody. Just a rumor, because there's a lot going on in that case. Oh my god, I know. That there's so a, much. A mess. I love every bit of it, though. I know. It's it's, it's <laughs> terrible. It, it, like, I almost feel guilty when I, like, read about that. It's just terrible, but still, like, bizarre at the same time. You can't stop reading it. Look, man, it it's like that uh, Michael gif with the popcorn for me. Yep. <laughs> like, I, I'm just all in, man. Like, like, I'm just going to watch it unfold. Like, I'm just going to watch the shit show because that's what it is from both sides. You're just watching this dumpster fire from the side of the road? Exactly, man. Like, uh, like it's the car accident and I'm just rubbernecking. 
Hella rubbernecking. <laughs> so rubbernecking. So the next thing, and George, I think of the two games, this is the one that like you're going to be all in on. Like, I think you're going to be hyped for Gotham Knights, but I don't think you're going to be as hyped for that as you are for the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. That is one. That is a dope title. Like, wow. That's awesome. So we didn't get any gameplay of it, but we got a really cool cinematic trailer. The Suicide Squad uh, was showed on a rooftop uh, in a sunny metropolis, which is the first time we've seen something other than nighttime for Rocksteady, which, thank God, because I'm about sick of seeing nighttime in a Rocksteady game. But, of course... Not all is well for Metropolis because it's Metropolis. Like, come on. Something's going down. Brainiac has invaded the city and the city is destroyed. Oh, damn. Right? Then you hear Amanda Waller on the radio calling for Task Force X, a.k.a. the Suicide Squad, to get to target Alpha with the... Normal squad joking and slacking off as they do. We had Harley Quinn saying that she was had eyes on the target. It was a fucking slice of pizza, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Boomerang sleeping, Deadshot reloading, and King Shark. I don't know. He's doing some shark shit, guys. He's doing some shark shit. Doing some <laughs> shark shit. I don't fucking know. Okay. <laughs> well, their action, their target actually comes to them, and it's Superman who had a pilot in his arms from a helicopter. Harley thought he was rescuing the pilot. Nah. He blasted that fucking pilot with some heat vision. And you just see the pilot turn to ash in Superman's arm. So, Brainy, it seems like Brainiac is controlling the Justice League. Like, someone said in on Twitter and stuff like that, they saw like the Flash in the background and stuff like that. I haven't rewatched the trailer enough to notice all the details, but I have noticed little Easter eggs in the trailer. So I believe it. And it's called hunt the just, uh, well, no kill the justice league. So, and brainiacs there. So we're probably going to see the justice league. And it's supposedly set in the Arkham universe also. And the suicide squad, is Earth's last hope. The trailer ended with a release date. Well, no, not a release date. A release year of 2022 and will be available on Xbox Series X, PS5, and PC. So no current gen. This will be a next-gen game only. Next-gen only. Here we go. And it will be four-player co-op. So, George, what do you think of like, what do you think from that description right there? I am definitely interested in this. Yeah. I mean, I, right? I, I never th- never really thought I'd play a game where I'd be, like, trying to kill the Justice League, like Batman and Superman. But, you know, like, given the situation, it's kind of a bizarre turn of events. Like, like yeah, let's check it out. Right? It It's awesome. So, then the final thing from the fandom is the Batman. 
which everyone has either been super hyped or super skeptical. And I was on the super skeptical end because of Robert Pattinson and all that. Like, I wasn't sold on him as the Batman. Now, it's not because of all the, like, I did make the joke of, I don't want my Batman to sparkle because he was in Twilight. Mm-hmm. I made that joke because I thought it was funny. Not because I'm bashing him for being in Twilight. Everybody does a shit roll sometimes. I only wasn't sold because I hadn't seen a movie that, like, of him in it that I, like, thoroughly enjoyed. Well, Matt Reeves sold me, the director, Matt Reeves, sold me on this movie. He was talking about his inspiration and the direction for the Batman. And he is so passionate about it. He was talking about that this is year two Batman. So Batman has only been Batman for going in his second year now. That he he's more of a detective than we've ever seen on big screen, which is something that's desperately been lacking in movies. That the Penguin isn't a kingpin like he normally is. He even hates being called the Penguin that he's still Cobblepot and all that. Uh, Selena Kyle's not even Catwoman yet. She's just a burglar. And, like, Falcone is still running shit, because he's Falcone, let's face it. And that not only that, but the Gotham City PD show that's coming to HBO Max will cover year one. So it's going to be a prequel to the show. I Not to the show, to the movie. But when we finally get the trailer, we see a Gotham filled with crime, trouble, and murder. And like I said, a Batman that's only in his second year. So he's struggling to find his place. And I'm not sure Gotham has accepted him either. Interesting. Very interesting. Now, I will say one thing that got me so hyped. And it's the only line Pattinson says really in this whole trailer. He starts beating the shit out of a goon, which is like, like, it looks like a Joker goon. And the other one from the gang asks, who are you? And he just goes, I'm vengeance and punches the dude in the face. I'm like, I'm, I'm in, I'm in right there. It's all I needed. Sounds dope. I'm definitely gonna have to check this out after. I'll I'll link you the trailer for sure. I already put this. I already linked you the suicide squad one. I'll link you that too. Copy that. But it, if you get a chance, anybody, you, anybody listening, go back and watch the whole Batman panel, because especially if you're skeptical of the Batman, because Matt Reeves did such a phenomenal job talking about this movie. It made, like he was like, you could really just tell it's a passion project for him. And also, another important part before I wrap this up, because we are kind of running a little bit long. (laughs) The trailer, when the pandemic hit, they had only filmed about 25% of the movie. So this entire trailer is built off of 25% of the movie. Wow. And that is even more mind-blowing than really any of the rest. So, George... From all of that that I described, what are, as someone who didn't watch the fandom, 
what are some of the things that you would kind of go back and check on? Okay, well, to be upfront and, and honest, I've always kind of been like the Marvel fanboy. Although okay. I have read like some classic DC, I would call them classic DC Superman comics, like you know Red Sun and things like that. Of course. So definitely, you know, Kill the Justice League has got me very peaked in terms of interest. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to see how that plays out. You know, and, and I'm curious how how they're going to do. Is it going to be like a stealth action game or? or oh, it's going to be a third person shooter. Third person shooter. Okay, that'd be even more interesting, huh? Like, how are you going to shoot Superman? Uh Bloodsport like, did it with a kryptonite bullet. Well, true, I guess. Damn. Like it, it's going to be. Let me rephrase that: a third person action shooter type of thing, because Harley's going to use her bat and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be very Arkham esque. It's kind and of what I think. It's going to play like Ark, Arkham, but yeah, yeah. And then def- they add some has, shooting mechanic. Definitely has my interest peak though, for sure. Anything like, may you mentioned the game side? Anything on like the movie side that got you? Um, in particular, I I've, I haven't seen Wonder Woman. Um, uh, and, and and to be a guy, guys, again, I said I'm a Marvel guy. I just don't have a ton of time to watch movies in general. But it's got a family, guys. Don't yeah. But, Don't like shit talking for being like fanboyism. No, I, by any means, that's not the case. But I do. I'm actually more rather than the movies. I'm more interested in that the Batman series because of like you said, it's like the Gotham series. Yeah, it's like Gotham two. Series. Yeah, it's like year two Batman. You know, like that. That to me is kind of more interesting to see how he yeah. finds how he fits into this whole equation. Well, the Batman is the movie, and that's year two. Oh, okay. Gotham. Gotham uh, City PD is year one. Okay, so that's so going to be even like, more rookie. Yeah, so that that makes me want to watch that and then jump, jump into the movie even more. Now he probably won't be in the in the show because, I mean, why would he? Right. <laughs> but like, they're definitely going to be dealing with the consequences of his actions and dealing with him for sure. So. You would say, really, Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, and then the Gotham show? Yeah, the Gotham show. We're talking show. about the HBO one, not the not the Fox one, guys. Yeah, HBO. That Fox so, one doesn't exist to me. We, we don't acknowledge that one. But yeah, no. that, th- those are the two two things that definitely piqued my interest the most from all these takeaways. And gotcha. I'm definitely going to watch the trailers after we're done. Yeah. See, for me, Gotham Knights. Yeah, Gotham was... Knights is fucking dope, though. Oh my god! Like just the whole concept of that. So I'm I'm very interested in that too. Again, I'll link those two trailers for you as well, so you'll be able to see those. Um, Gotham Knights was really like the biggest thing for me, not only because of the reveal that it had, but just so much of the like tease that they had, like the kind of like ARG campaign they've been building for the past like year, essentially that it all led up to this. And I'm like, I'm in. And then the Batman and Snyder cut were all in for me. But I don't, for me, as a fan of just comics in general, it's, there wasn't a a negative takeaway from this at all. Everything had care. Everything had really a worth to see or to experience 
And I think that's what made the whole fandom important. Now, there's going to be a second fandom later on in September. I don't remember what all was going to be on it, but there's a lot. So, I'm sure I'll recap that in September as well, guys. (laughs) Something to look forward to. Yeah. So, as always, if you'd like to support the podcast other than listening, please check out our Anchor page at anchor.fm slash dadsbeardsnerds where you can donate to us via the support this podcast button and sign up for a monthly donation of 99 cents, 4.99 or 9.99 a month. And don't worry, you can cancel anytime. Find us on all social media at dadsbeardsnerds. Find a link to our Discord in the episode description as well as in our Twitter bio and just just come hang out with us. Say hey, drop a meme or two in there. We don't bite. Have, have some fun. And you can find George at Ghioko on Twitter, G-H-I-O-C-O. And that guy underscore George 1337 on Instagram. Go follow Anthony at DadBodPlays on Twitter. And again, tell him happy anniversary and call him a little cream boy. He'll, he'll enjoy that. He, he really will. Yeah. And then, of course, me on Twitter at Nightwing593 and Instagram Nightwing5930. And until next time, I'm Tommy. And I'm George. And thank you guys for coming out tonight. It's great, great to be back. Loved having you, bro. Catch y'all next time.